several years ago we joined a prayer group in Oklahoma City and uh, this weekend we went down to Tahlequah and I wanted while I was down there I had a dream and I told it to some of the people there and I couldn't get much out of it but while we were here worshiping the Lord gave me a big picture and he said to release this right now and um, we just have a new Oklahoma Apostolic Prayer Network um, director, I think they call him, and that's Garland Thomas at Telequan. and that's where we went. And um, there was a lot of people there. But when this started, it was started in Oklahoma City by John Benefield, and he was told whenever this prayer movement got off the ground, they would have to connect with Indians. So they have connected with a lot of different tribes. Let me give you the reason for that, because Oklahoma was a state where all the Indian tribes were put way back when they were dealing with them to, for genocide, actually. And so there's been, I don't know how many broken treaties. It's been a mess. You all know that history. And anyway, he connected with Indians. And so it's, I want to tell you why Telequah is important too. That's where the Trail of Tears, I think, ended. The first people came in that direction. Telequah is the first city, and it's the first city for Cherokee. I'm part Cherokee. And anyway, after I told some of them down there that dream, two or three of them got real excited. They got stuff out of it, and I thought, I don't really put a lot of stock in dreams. But anyway, I'm going to tell you this. I will. I had a dream, and I had, there was three or four people in it. As I look back, I see Jay Swallow. He was one of the leading Indian, I, I don't know what you call him, he's a pastor, I guess, or he was an apostle, he's an apostle. And uh, he was one of the leading ones, Nigel Big Pond, uh, down at the great Hectorville, he's one of them too. But anyway, those two came into this prayer group, and they have been leaders in it. Jay passed away a few years ago, Nigel is still alive. But John Benefield was told if he didn't connect with Indians, the group would go nowhere. And he connected with them, and it's got a lot of people involved in it. Every state in the nation has a prayer group leader. They are involved in several nations, I think. But the focus on it is what we want to focus on Oklahoma right now because that's the chief place where this all came from. And anyway, in this dream, um, there was people there. Mariah was there, and it was in my house. And in came Jay Swallow, who this Indian leader I was telling you about. Beverly, I forgot her last name, Chafin. She's just been appointed a deputy chief 
of the Delaware tribe. Jay was Cheyenne, Beverly was Delaware. Um, Terry Bersheen, I think she's Chickasha. I'm Cherokee, Mariah's Oto. As I look back, you know, it didn't mean much till I looked back and I saw, well, these, we're all different tribes. But anyway, what the Lord is saying with me, think about the first, the first, the first. Israel was the first. The Indians were the first people here. So we welcome the Indians. And I think that, you know, Oklahoma has a great obligation to the Indians because there was much, so much put on them. But anyway, um, I don't really know what all I'm saying in this, but what the Lord showed me this morning is I had this dream, and in this dream, I was decorating for fall. And we've got a little kitchen table in our, in our kitchen, and that's where we normally eat. And Gerald, he used to really be famous for bringing people home at the spur of the moment, but here he came in with Jay Swallow and Beverly, and Mariah was already there, Beverly and Terry, they all came in, and he was wanting them to have lunch. And I thought, oh my gosh, I got all this junk on this table, and I got to concentrating on what was right before me, right there. And I really looked at as Jay as representing the Lord in this. And I thought, oh my goodness, Jay Swallow is coming to my house, you know, and I've got this table here. And it never dawned on me till, I, till Mariah, she came up and she said, we can clear all this off. And I thought, I've got a table already set out here in my dining area, a big table. And the Lord said to me, that's the way my church is. We're concentrated on all this chaos that's right here in front of us, our little thing. And he's already set a table for us. And if you've got Jesus in your heart, that table is set for Sorry about that, but I'm saying that whenever we get concentrated on just things right in front of us, we forget about the table has been set if we've got Jesus in our heart. And, you know, there's no greater thing than the Lord Jesus Christ. And I... Well, that's all I had to say. And then, you know, there's no greater thing than Jesus. We're here to celebrate his kingdom. We're here to celebrate Jesus. And we're te to tell God that he is ruler and king over all this earth. And we worship him and praise him. Amen. That's a good word. And it needed to be given because obviously there was a lot of opposition trying to stop you. But you know, as you talked about that, I was reminded, I just had the thought about that the Lord wants to give us the nations. And those, those 
tribes are the na are part of our nation that we are taking here in this state. But the light of the Lord is shining. We talk, that those songs talked about the light. The light of God is here, and it is shining. And sometimes we want to get afraid of the light. We need to be running to the light. Because if we're where we need to be with the Lord, there's no reason to be afraid of the light. The light is where the power is. And the power of God is falling upon this place. The power of God is moving. And that was a dream from, straight from the Lord. And that is exciting to me that the tribes are coming together. And there wants to be a division in the tribes. And we say no more division to the tribes. Lord, we, you've made them. We ask you, Lord, just to bring them together right now in Jesus' name. We stand against division amongst the Native Americans, even here in Oklahoma. Lord, you bring them together, Lord. And Lord, I thank you that you're bringing them to our house. And that's part of that dream. Lord, you are bringing unity into Ascension. You are bringing unity into the Native American tribes that are coming to Ascension Church. And Lord, we, we thank you that you are giving us our part in that. Show us what we are to be doing uh, to work towards that. We're praying into that dream. And she says she doesn't take much stock into dreams. You read the Old Testament. God's into dreams. He talks to people after people after people through dreams because you know what? We can't shut this off. So whenever you lay down at night, he's speaking to you through your dreams. So pay attention. Write them down. Pray over them. God speaks to us through those dreams. So, Lord, we want to be open to what you say. God speaks however he wants to, and we get so fixed in that he can only speak through a prophetic word, through a verse, or through a prayer. God can talk to us however he wants to talk to us. So, Lord, we are open to the supernatural, and this place is going higher into a, another realm of the supernatural that he, we have been hit. I just see us like we've come up to it and bumped up against it and bumped up against us. But I say the Lord says today, we are going up higher with him and if you want that raise your hand lord we are right going up higher into a supernatural realm that you have a desire to pour out upon this place and we say yes lord we are going higher with you it, it's a place that our minds can't even conceive of it's where things are flying around and, and words are being spoken and demonstrations of god's power are being being performed lives are being changed people are being healed People are being transformed. Their hearts are being changed. God, we receive that supernatural download today that you are wanting to give to us. Lord, I thank you for the cross and the blood that allows us access to your power. Lord, we are tapping into that bloodline. Your blood flows through our bodies. God, we take it. We take that power, that blood that's in us, that flows through us, that resurrection power of God. I want that more than anything to be going through me day and night that I can step into it whenever you say move. God, we're moving into that. We're tired of the same old, same old. Lord, we want our city changed for you. We want this place changed for you. Who needs a miracle in your life today? Stand up to your feet if you need a miracle. Lord, we're taking that miracle. We're taking what you have for us. We're taking our healing today. We're taking back the transfer of wealth. 
Lord, we need money. We need the things of you to be able to go and do and to share the gospel. Lord, miracles in this place, demonstrations of your power. God, touch your people. Send your healing spirit to those that need a miracle today. God, their hands are outstretched. These are people of faith that know that they can't make it without you. Lord, oh, thank you, Jesus. The victory is yours. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought us and he bought us with his redeeming blood. Hallelujah for the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Father's in the house. Those things that your eye hadn't seen, ear hadn't heard, hadn't even entered into your heart, the Holy Spirit's revealing things right now. Just receive it. Just believe it. Why not you? Why don't you do the things that you want to do that he's put in your heart? Amen. Tony, during worship, I saw lightning coming down on you. It went right straight through your body. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Can you hear me? Okay. During worship, I saw lightning coming down and going straight through you, and it was the power of God. And you have been pursuing God, and you're about to see God move in a powerful way in your life. It's going to be a suddenly, Tony, a suddenly. God is going to reveal himself to you, and you're going to know that you are called of God. I bless you. Can we pray for you? Would it be all right for us to pray for you? Is that all right, Pastor? Okay. <laughs> okay pastor lord we release that into tony now in the name of jesus lord let your fire come i've got a meal down lord let your fire come on this man who has a heart to go after you we bless him lord just come in your power lord jesus come in your power lord baptize him with your holy spirit lord let your power come and flow through him in Jesus' name, Lord, that he knows you're real, that he knows he's had an encounter with God. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. You died for us, and that you have a blessing for everyone in this room, for this church, for the Indian tribes, which you gave me as a as a job years ago, thirty years ago. You said, three things will be on your list." Amen. We bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else need prayer? This would be a good time. Hallelujah. Yes, I came to hear your vision, your dream this morning. That's why I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and receive the offering. And, you know, a lot of times we don't talk a whole lot about 
giving and we don't talk about we just say oh it's welcome glad you're here and let's receive the offering but you know i it's important because it furthers the gospel and you give out of obedience and it's not just because we needed a break in between the music and the preaching and something to do and we passed the offering we do it because we're god commands us to do it because it is part of worship it's that's right and so we want to give our best back to him but um we did a whole study about it i don't know how long ago about the transfer of wealth and how that god wants to um give us that unrighteous mammon so that god can further the kingdom and stella i want you to come up here and just briefly tell because i really thought about you in this I can't remember if it was Tuesday night or Wednesday night, but you told me about your job and what happened because that's what that is. So tell them what happened to you. Well, I'd been praying that uh, I work for this lady that's really strong-headed and she wants everybody vaccinated and blah, blah, blah. And I prayed as I went in her house, Lord, hide me from my enemies that want me to do what I'm not comfortable to do. Well... The next week, I went to work, and she goes, put your stuff down. You're getting a promotion. So I'm doing half the work for the same pay, and she never questions me about the shot. I thought that was awesome. You're, you're, you're this age. You need to take it easy. Yeah, yeah, you need to take it easy, but I'm going to pay you the same amount of money. Now, that's the transfer of wealth. And that's what the Lord is wanting to do. I just thought that was a great example right in our face of what the Lord is. So, Lord, we, we ask for more of that. Why not? She's 65 and proud of it. So, And, you know, Rob was telling me this morning, and it was from the purity of his heart to say, I'm asking the Lord for more because any time I see a need, I want to be able to give into it. And I thought, that is awesome. It's no one for himself. He wants to give it all away. And I, I mean, that, that's, that's God, if that's what God has him to do. So, Lord, we thank you that we can give. We thank you for the transfer of wealth. We thank you that we can give into your kingdom. And we thank you that giving was your idea. You gave your son. We're giving back to you now. We bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. After you give, shake somebody's hand. We have some visitors. Let's say welcome, and then we'll continue on with the service. We haven't done that in a while.
Why does it go off? Why they turn it off? Okay. All right, it's turned off. Good morning. Praise God. Praise God. Holy Spirit, come. Rest in this place. Teach us how to be one with you. Thank you, Lord. Good to see you, Tony. Last time I ministered here, I remember Tony was here. Tony, it's uh, same song, second verse this morning. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be teaching on the body, the wine skin, maybe. Uh, but there's some, I, I believe that God is bringing us into change. And I think the wine skin needs to change a bit. Uh, so, I want to talk about, and, and, I, and I, I'm going over some of the same scriptures that I taught. I don't know how many weeks ago that was, but probably you forgot it and got that message anyway. <laughs> so, but it's, I wanted to get into some revelation that the Holy Spirit has given me. And I wanted to back then. Now, you don't know this, but I'll tell you this. On that service, Gerald was out of town. And uh, I felt the weight of that on me. And I had a lesson prepared, and the Holy Spirit said, no. I don't know if you've ever had that to happen to you or not. I didn't get over three hours of sleep that night. I, I tell you, I was a nervous wreck. And I said, Lord, I'm just going to tell you, Lord, Gerald asked me to preach. I'm never going to say yes again. <laughs> I said, if he was in town, I would just tell him he's got to take it. You know, I finally, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. And finally, the Holy Spirit showed me what I was supposed to speak on. And, and I taught that, and it went over, went over well. So, so I thought, well, I want to I bounce off of that and go on to the revelation. But the Holy Spirit said no. And so you're going to get the same song, second verse, to that. And... Uh, I think the Holy Spirit is wanting us to, well, we'll just get into it. I'm, there's no use to keep talking here. Matthew 16, verse 18. Can you put that up? This verse of scripture is where, where uh, <clears throat> Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? And this is Peter's confession. That you're the Christ. You're the Christ. You're the Son of God. And he said, blessed art thou, Jonah, uh, Peter, for, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. 
And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the church this morning again. <clears throat> upon this rock, Jesus is that rock. On the confession that Peter made that he's the Christ, he's a, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, He's a foundation that is laid, and no other foundation can be laid other than Christ Jesus. So Christ is, He's the foundation, He is that rock. And He said, Upon this rock I will build my church. Now, this, He said this before He went to the cross. He built His church. And He's still building his church. He is the one that's building his church. <clears throat> and so, he said, Upon this rock I'll build my church. The word church there, in the Greek, is ekklesia. Ekklesia, the word means uh, a community of godly people. People like God. Holy people. Uh, a called out people. And the first two letters of that word, ecclesia, is E-K. And that is a Greek word in itself. And it means the point whence action or motion begins. The point in which action or motion begins. Now, we are the ecclesia. Action. We are where, you know, and if and if you uh, that, that that definition is the definition of heart. Jesus is the head of the church, and his body is like the heart. Uh, and, and put that scripture up, uh, the next scripture up, which is Proverbs four twenty three. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So the heart, and I, and I know I taught on this some, uh, maybe I think it's years ago, I don't remember how long it's been, that what you decide you're going to do, what you put on your to-do to -do list goes into the heart because everything that we do comes out of our heart. We, our chooser is in our heart, and our heart is in our soul. <coughs> And uh, so it's like we, the ecclesia, is the doer. And I, I think we're asking God to do some things that we're supposed to be doing. I think, you know, because, you know, if we don't choose to do something, we won't do it. We're the body. And if I don't choose to do something in my heart, this body won't do it. So we have to choose to do what God wants to do. So, uh, so I'm saying this morning that uh, we, the church, are not near as active as we ought to be. So how, how do we do that? How do we get us involved? 
Well, I first want to go to Ephesians 1. And we want to see that Jesus is the head of the church. Now I want to read these verses of Scripture, 19 through 23. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ, who's He here? It's the Father. Which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities, powers, might, and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come, and has put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Who's the head of the body? Christ is the head of the body. Ecclesia. Christ is a head of the body, of the ecclesia, of the church. He's the head. Where does our directions come from? From the head. Our direction, we say, well, we, we don't know really what we're supposed to. Well, let's get in touch with the head. <laughs> let's, can somebody out there Get in touch with the head. <laughs> do we all need to do that? We all need to do that. Are we all connected to the head? Do we have His Spirit, His Spirit, the Spirit of Christ within us? Then there is a connection, isn't there? There is a connection. So, uh, you might notice... It is said, I will build my church. He said, Jesus said that, I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. It can't stand against us. I tell you what, uh, all hell is coming against the church, but they can't stand against us. Amen. Amen. So he said, I'm going to build my church. Now I want you to realize... This is His church. It belongs to Him. We belong to Him. He's the head. He's the head. We may, we may be floundering around, but if we'll get in touch with the head, we can come out of this in the right place. It belongs to Him. Turn to Acts 20:28 Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Spirit has made you overseer to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood the church belongs to him. He said he had built it. And he purchased 
the church with his own blood. He paid a price. He paid a price for each and every one of us. He purchased you. And you know, we think of a slave owner going out and purchasing slaves. You know but what? And, and Paul called himself a love slave. Doulos is a, is a Greek word. And we can look at ourselves as servants and to serve God we are as love slaves. But he, he looks at us as his children, as his sons and his daughters. And so we have been purchased by his blood. So we're not our own. We belong to him. And we can, we can look at this and say, well, you know, the church, the body of Christ, part of them's already in heaven. And they are. Yes. A great cloud of witnesses is up there. Maybe down here. I, I, I'm not sure. They're witnesses. They're seeing. So, uh, but I wanted, I wanted to look at this church right here. He's the head of the, the church worldwide, universal church, but he's the head of this church. Now, we can't just walk on doing our own thing, and I'm not pointing any fingers and saying we're doing our own thing. Don't misunderstand me, but I do want to point out some things. <clears throat> We've got to be in touch with the head. And I'm not saying we're not, but we've got to be in touch with the head. And uh, he died for the whole world. But then it says in, in John, the first chapter, as many as received him, to them he gave them power to become the sons and daughters, the children of God. That's us. We're his. We've been purchased with a price. He paid a, a great price for us. Now we need to we need to, we need to pay attention to him. It's more than just leadership that needs to take on responsibility. Now leadership should be saying amen here. <laughs> It's more than leadership that should be taken responsibility. You know, leadership, we're part of the body. <laughs> Jesus is a head, and, and, and we're part of the body. So, uh, so he owns us, not as slaves but as his sons and daughters to function he called us to function in the body the body as we get into this we're going to we're going to see that the body is to be active to be functioning how does that body function it can't function in the right way without the head without direction from the head without the flow from the head and so, uh, so the church belongs to him because he paid for it. He purchased it. 
He purchased you. He gave a price for you. And it belongs to Him because His Spirit is in the body. His Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Galatians 4, 6, you can put that up. God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. We're His body. We're His body because He purchased us and because His Spirit is in us. The, now, the Bible says the, a body without the Spirit is dead. That means, you know, when the body, when, when the Spirit leaves this body, this body will die. <laughs> won't, it, won't continue to live. And the body without the Spirit of Christ is dead. So he said he sent his spirit. God sent, Father sent his spirit to dwell in our hearts. So the spirit of Christ is in us. So that makes us his body. His spirit is not just in leadership. His spirit is in every one of us. Amen. Every one of us. That means every one of us is tied to Him. There is a connection between the Lord Jesus Christ and His body. And the body takes its directions from the head. And, and so Jesus is the head. So He's the head of this body. We get our directions from Him. Now, it, it, it said in, in that verse of Scripture we read there in Acts, made us the overseers, overseers. But really, it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be the Spirit of Christ in operation in the church. And we're, the leadership is the overseer of that. And so it should be the action of the body, which would be the action of Christ. So we have an obligation. We have a responsibility. And I want to encourage us to take that responsibility. I want to go to now to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians chapter 12 is a chapter on the body. And I know last time I spoke this, I talked about from chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. The first part of that chapter, he talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Through the first 11 verses, he talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, and I, I didn't have her put all those up there, but I, I'll get to that verse that's up there. Just leave it up there. The gifts of the Spirit are for the body. It's for you. It's for this body. The gifts of the Spirit. There's nine of them. And in verse 11 it says that He gives to every man severally, every, every person, would be a better word, He don't just give the gifts out to the men in the church, to every person in the church. Every person. Now those gifts may be 
lying dormant. But they're there. What are, what are we going to do about that? He meant for those gifts to be in operation. This church is functioning by the, through the Spirit of Christ and the Holy Spirit. These gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. And He works. These are tools, really. But we have to take the tools. You know, Rob knows how important tools are. I mean, you can't do your job without the tools. And, and, and the Holy Spirit has given us tools. And these tools have been given, these gifts have been given to us to use in the body. So, what gift do you have? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, why don't you ask? Why, why don't you ask the Holy Spirit, which gift did you give me? Which one would you desire? It says desire spiritual gifts. Ask Him. If you desire spiritual gifts, ask Him for that gift. So the gifts are given to the body. And so uh, I want you to begin to think about this and begin to pray about this. Father God, you've placed me in this body here at Ascension. Holy Spirit, you've given me gifts. How do I use those? What gifts are they? I want you to begin to think about that and pray about that. Because they need to be in operation. So, and then, in after verse 11, he gets into, Paul gets into talking about the body. The subject is the body of Christ. And it says, For by one Spirit were we all baptized in one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made to drink in one spirit, for the body is one member, is not one member, but many. Amen. So he, he, he's talking about us. He's talking about us here. That's us. He's talking about. It's, it's, this church is made up of many members. It could be more. We'd like for it to be more. But this is who we are right now. And, and, so, and, and so you look at the body. The different members of the body are different. You say, well, how am I to function? I'm going to look at my neighbor and see how they function. See, well, your neighbor may not be the same part as you are. <laughs> how, how are you going to function? By the Spirit of Christ, by the Holy Spirit. That's how we're going to function. There should be a flow from the head to the body. So, so uh, we are that body. Uh, 
I heard someone say, yesterday I couldn't spell it, today I am one. <laughs> We're there. That's us. Right now. That's us. Not sometime in the future, but now, right now. We have an obligation. If the Holy Spirit has given us those gifts, we have an obligation to cry out to Him if we don't know what or how because we're doing Him a disservice if we're not, not doing this. All right. I want to go on to... So He talks about the body and it says in verse 18... Now, God the Father has set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased Him. God has set every one of you in this church as a member of this body. I'm not talking about being a member of this church. You are a member of this body. I'm not talking about membership role here. I'm talking about you're here. You're part of us. You're part of this body. You're a member of this body. He sets you in here as a part of the body as it has pleased Him. Well, what part are you? Ask Him. Talk to Him about that. We, we need to be concerned about that. This is how we are to function wherever He has placed us. You know, there's parts of the body that are quite loud. The mouth. <laughs> and then there's the ear. They're different, quite different. The eye. The nose. The gallbladder. The stomach. Are they important? The uncommonly parts is said even more important, important. The liver. You can't live without the liver. This body needs the liver. The liver's pretty quiet. Don't maybe don't make too much motion. But it's a part of the body and it's an important part of the body. So I'm not calling anybody a gallbladder or a liver but parts of the body we need to know that we need to cry out to God we need to get earnest about him uh, about this and see how we fit and I'm running out of time Then he gets into the ministries. In verse 28, he doesn't men mention all the ministers, ministries here in this gift, in this verse. Uh, let's just read it. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. So he makes a mixture here. He's not, his, he's talking about the body here and he's just showing here in this verse that in the body is going to be the gifts and the ministries. Amen. 
Notice he said apostles first. Then he said second, prophets. Then he said third, teachers. So he put some numeration on that for what it's worth. Uh, I think if there's an apostle in the house, he is a head overseer. Prophet, teacher, right on down the line. He didn't miss, he didn't mention all, all, the, all the rest of the, the ministries, but he did minister, he did mention some that are not listed in Ephesians, the fivefold ministry. And, and they're all important. And I know I mentioned this last time too. <clears throat> the gift of helps. The gifts of gift of helps are really important in the body, in this body. That's your ushers. That's the ones back here that's running the sound system. That's those who are helping with the practical things of the church. And he, and he mentions governments. Governments, and I looked that word up, governments in the Greek, and it means directorship. That would be like the elders. Help direct the church. They may, be, they may be pretty quiet, but they help direct the church. And so these are, these are the gifts. And I want to I talk a little bit about the ministries and get on to the heart of what I have to say. I want to talk about the apostle first. The apostle, Pastor, I called him Pastor, Apostle Gerald, we're so used to calling him Pastor. Can, can you be more than one? You can, yeah. Paul was a teacher, he was an apostle, he was a pastor. Jesus had all five of those ministers. But the apostle is the one that has the vision for the church. Not just for the local body, but how the, how the church fits in the community. How the church fits in the district. How the church fits in the kingdom. And you, you see that in, in Gerald. He's reaching out to the community. This is why he's the apostle. So, so the apostle, the apostle, I heard a dog barking, I think. <laughs> that's, that's all right. The apostle is the top of the list. And so I would say he's the, the top overseer, overseer of the church. Then there's, there's a prophet. Angie's a prophet. Dixie's a prophet. The prophet sees them black and white. <laughs> Not too much in between. A prophet can be pretty harsh. Amen. Because that's who they are. And so we have to we have to take that with a grain of salt sometimes. Uh, but the prophet is important to the body, and uh, I've got to get on here. Teacher, 
teacher. There's a place for the teacher in the church for the word to be taught. I, I am a called teacher. And uh, a teacher doesn't become a teacher without getting in the Word and getting before the Holy Spirit. Digging it out. Digging it out. A teacher has to spend time, a lot of time, digging and listening. Well, I'm going to go on here. Pastor, this is the one that is the word that is misused more than any of these. We say pastor, we think the one who is in leadership, the overseer of the church. The better word for the, that person is overseer. The one who is watching over. So uh, a pastor can have the calling of a pastor and be that person. But every overseer is not necessarily a pastor. Uh, pastor really means uh, shepherd. Now listen, these ministries are given to the congregation. I want you to know that. You need to be seeking these ministries. The calling. It says It says here, uh, in the gifts and callings of God, this is in Romans 11.29. You might put that up there. The gifts of and callings of God are without repentance. So there's both gifts and callings. You know, back in the day, a few years back, 50 years ago, we say, I think I'm called to preach. There's a calling. But let me, let me, let me get back to what I was saying. The gifts is, are for, you have the gifts. They may be dormant, but you have the gifts. And there's the callings that is for every, every one of us. Uh, let me just go on here to evangelist. Evangelist. Billy Graham was an evangelist. And we, we say evangelist, we think about that person who came to our church and preached for two weeks and people got saved. Billy Graham was more than that. He was an apostle. He was God sent. He, he, he operated in, in, in evangelism, but he was an apostle. And so we tend to look at, I'm not an evangelist. If you're interested in, in souls and you're talking to people about getting saved, you're an evangelist. And there should be, John, you're an evangelist. You may be more than that. But you're an evangelist. It shows. There needs to be a lot of them in the pews. There's pastors that are sitting in the pews. That don't mean that you're going to have a pulpit ministry. But it means that you care for the flock. And you're looking and you're watching. And when you see needs in the flock... 
You minister to those needs. That's pastors that are in the flock. And then we said, you know, there's there's a gifts of helps and governments. Now, this is what I want to say concerning this. That every one of you is a candidate for one of these ministries. The gifts, he deposits something within you. That's the gifts. The ministries, he calls you as a person. These gifts, and, and Christ sets these gifts in the church, it says in Ephesians 4. He sets these in the church. So it's so he, he calls you and you begin to see who you are and you begin to study and you begin to become that person. And Jesus sets you in the church to minister in the body. So every one of you are candidates for this ministry. We're not going to all be apostles. We're not going to all be prophets. We're not going to all be teachers, but we're going to be ministers. And we need to begin to seek Him, you know, for His callings. Be open to that. And see what His calling is on your life. And then go, let's go to 1 Corinthians 3, 9. For we are laborers together with God. We are laborers, we're workers together with God. Who? Who? It's us. That's you. We're workers together with God. He didn't, he didn't say we're workers for God. We're working with Him. We're working with the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the head. Amen. We're workers together with Him. Well, let's, let's turn to one more verse of Scripture at least. 1 John 1, 3 and 4. John is saying here, he's talking about he'd been with the Word of Life. He'd been with Jesus Christ. He was the youngest of the apostles. And he said, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that ye also have may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. John is saying that our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son. Our fellowship is also with the Holy Spirit. If, if He's leading us and guiding us in all truth, you know, our fellowship is there. I looked up this word fellowship, and the word is kononia, Greek word. Kononia, and that's, there is a, a, a love flow through the body. It's a kononia. And, but it means partnership, participation, communicate, communion. 
participate. We're workers together. Communication. As the body, we have the Spirit of Christ and we have the Spirit of the Father. We have a Holy Spirit. We have all three of them uh, to communicate with and to work with, not for. We're not working for them. We've been bought with the price, but, but he, he has a love affection for us. To, he wants us to work together with him. Now, in closing, I want to say this. I've, I, what I've presented here is a model of the church. The model of the church. The model of the church. That's us. That's you. That's all of us. The model of the church. The gifts in operation. The ministries in operation. And the ministries are out there, pastors, teachers. Yes, ask him what your calling is. And then press into it. Press into it. Now, I'm seeing, I'm not pointing any fingers, but the church is pretty passive. Not active as I see this model. We're not seeing too many of the gifts in operation. Well, what, what would cause a passive church? A church that is lazy would be passive. This is not a lazy church. I'm not going to put that on us. A church that is sick would be passive, but I'm saying we're, we're not a sick, sick church. That's, that's not it. Why are we so passive? Well, I think it goes all the way back to Constantine, 300 A.D. We've separated the chief from the Indians. Uh, that really we're all the body of Christ. The ones, there's more ministries out there than they are up here. Let me just tell you that. More callings out there than they are up here. More gifts out there, and the gifts has got to be up here as well. Here in, in, in this verse of scripture I just read, how, how do, what's the answer to this? Now, I realize I didn't, I really didn't give you the answer. I gave you the problem, but we sometimes we've got to see the problem before we can get the answer to the problem. And I tell you, if we'll zero in on the head, into the head of the church, we'll get there. We've got to do that. I'm not putting this all on leadership. It goes on all of us. We need to begin to pray and ask God, how do I fit into this, into this church?
God has placed me here. How do I fit? What is my ministry here? You have a ministry here. So, I'm just, I'm just saying, God wants us to be an active church. He wants a word fluent here for it to flow. It's got to flow. We can't, I can't pick you out so you have this ministry, you have this ministry, now you, you do it. No, it doesn't work that way. I can't. You have got to receive the calling that's on you. Now, I didn't get, I didn't get uh, to say why I think the church is passive. I think the church is passive because it has been set up in such a way to function, and it has functioned like this for years. More of a classroom than the body. It functions as a classroom. Teachers really like that. But, you know what? If the teacher teaches, and time is not given for that to be implemented, why teach? It's got to be implemented. And, and so it's, we, need, we need the Holy Spirit to come in and just tear us up. <laughs> I remember back in, in the little church where I grew up in, sometimes the Holy Spirit would come in and do that. But we have got to make room. And, and so what I'm saying, and I'm talking to myself as well, in leadership, we have got to be the overseer of what the Lord Jesus Christ, how He wants to move in the body. Yes, there's times, you know, what we've made, we've made a big part of church of the people just coming and sitting and listening. But it's, it's got to be more than that. I, I believe there's come a time for revival when, when uh, this has got to change or it's not going to work for what's coming. So I want, in closing, I just want to encourage you. I'm not down on you. I'm not blaming anybody for sitting there in the pews and listening. That's what I do. I teach and I expect you to listen. But I do want you to take this sermon seriously because he's had me to give this twice. I want you to begin to pray begin to pray for this church. It's your church in a way, but it's His church. You belong to Him. He bought you. He gave you gifts. And He's called you. You may not know it, but you ask Him about it. And you begin to press in because when you come, you have an obligation to function as a body. Now, the overseers must give you opportunity and God help us know how to do that. 
that's that's a hard one, I think. How how do we give the church the opportunity to function like God like God is calling the church to function? We've got to have His help. It's because, but I want you to begin to pray for this church. And I want you to begin to ask Him, God, how do I fit in this church? What ministry have you given me? What gifts have you given me? How can I function? How do you want me to function? Because when you come to this church, you should be ready to function. Even if you're not given the opportunity to function, you should be in tune with the Lord Jesus Christ, ready to function. Paul said there in the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, when you come together, some would have a hymn, some would have praise, some would have a word. All we're, we're it. We're the ecclesia. We're his body. His spirit is in us. So I, I want you to take this seriously. Not because I have said it, but because this is the model for the church. And we've all got some homework to do. Leadership. We're all, we're all in this. We've got some homework to do. We've got to pray. We've got to seek God and say, God, how do I give the church room to function? Because if we start the train leaving the station, it blows a whistle, and it finally gets to the end, and everybody's holding on until you get there, nobody's functioning. I just want you, I want you to begin to pray. Pray earnestly. Because this is a model. And it can't work any other way than other than by the Holy Spirit and the Spirit of Christ, Spirit of the Father, working through us. All of us. From leadership right on down. Help us to function. So Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We thank you, Father, for this congregation, this church, this ecclesia, this body. We thank you, Lord Jesus. This body is your body. We just pray, Father, show us, lead us. Lead us to that place where there's freedom in the house. Amen. We, we say, God, we don't know how to do it. We can't do it. But you can do it. You're the head. And we're leaning to you. And we ask you to speak to us. We ask you to speak to us in leadership what we need to do. We ask you to speak to us in the congregation because really we're the one and the same. What we're supposed to do. Help us to take our responsibility in this. Every one of us has responsibility. And so, Father, I just ask you to bless the people. And I pray, Father, Holy Spirit, you said you'd bring to our remembrance those things. So I ask you to bring this message to our remembrance through this week. 
that we take seriously the model for the church in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, David. We bless you for that word. We want to be the church. Well, we had a couple of prophetic words here this morning. Let's just stand up. Let's see what else the Lord wants to say. If we're finished, we'll go home. David, you know what I have on my church business card under my name? I have the word minister. I don't have apostle or pastor. That's right. That, that's the way I've looked at it. We are Say, I am a minister of Christ. I'm bought by him. I'm sent by him. I want to be what he says I'm to be. I'm a saint. I'm not an ain't. In Jesus' name. Any other word this morning? If you need to be prayed for, we'll pray for you. If we're finished, if you've got a word, we'll let you give it. Dixie gave a word. Debbie gave a word this morning. Stella spoke a word. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's on the move. He's on you more than you know. And some of those ideas you're having, they're really the Lord. I had a dream last night. Guess what was in my dream? A horse. Guess what horse? Guess what horse? Blondie's dude was my dad's horse. The one that started us on this journey. But when you look up in a, in a dream book, a horse means your ministry. Well, that wasn't some nag, so it was a good ministry. So, see, the Lord speaks to me like that. He speaks. Say he speaks. Paul, I'm glad you're here today. These guys were here when they were kids. Yeah. They're Texans now. I'm telling you, the, uh, I've got a paper on my desk where uh, our Hispanic brothers want to set up the food wagon on uh, the church corner. And uh, I've said ever since the barn meeting when uh, Victor and Daniel and you guys came, God's doing some things in our region, and you're very welcome. And we're blessed to have you a part. And I know Victor's got some things to say. So uh, I'm calling you out, Victor. John?
I know what we're supposed to do. David and Judy come up here and my mom and dad come. Would y'all move this up here? And you can leave the music on. And uh, come on, come on, David, Judy, come on. Y'all, would you mind? Come stand right here. You two come stand on the other side of them, face them. Face them, face them. And we're gonna have a fire line and y'all are gonna come through this line because whenever he was saying that, I saw the fire of God coming down. So just come through, line, line up. Rob's gonna start, come get behind him and you're gonna go through and they're gonna pray for you. And Lord, we just release the fire of God to come down this morning. In Jesus' name, release your ministries to these people, the ministers of God. Lord, release your gifts, your callings. No more questioning what you're supposed to be doing. God is downloading it right now in Jesus' name to you. Fire of God, come. As they come through the fire line, fire of God, fall upon them. Download to them their ministry, what you have for them. In Jesus' name, we receive the ministry that you have for us, Lord. In Jesus' name. Lord, we receive your gifts. We receive your calling. In Jesus' name, fire fall in this place. Fire fall in this place. Thank you, Lord. We receive what you have in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Fire fall. We receive what you have.